0: Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast.
1: Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos?
2: On 93 WIBC. So let's rock.
1: My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Tell us about the tweet from Biden today. He was trying to gaslight us on a few things in terms of the economy and inflation, and it's not going to work. They do this all, all the time, whether it be... You know, uh, January sixth, but they you pretend you don't look at what happened in the summer love in twenty twenty. You have Kamala Harris gaslighting us on the border. Her conversation with Chuck Todd Hammer. We played those clips yesterday. Is the border secure? There's two million people <laughs> went through the border, and she goes, "Yeah, the border is secure." It's like they were trying to play the old Jedi mind trick on us here. And now Biden with this tweet about the Inflation Reduction Act that he signed into law, and how everything was supposed to be honky dory from all that, and uh, Uh, What what do we have here? You could tell this was one of those
0: pre-scheduled tweets that one of his (laughs) lackeys did on social media (laughs) because they had every intention of today being a big victory lap. Quote, exactly four weeks ago, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. So today we're celebrating Tune in at 3 p.m. as I deliver remarks and welcome the leaders and advocates who made it happen to the people's house.
1: Hmm, Okay. So my question to you,
0: Big Nige, is what in the blue hell are we (laughs) celebrating?
1: (laughs) Inflation's up.
0: Food prices are at a 43-year high. The numbers came out today, and it was completely the opposite of everything that they thought that it would be. The projections were supposed to be inflation going down and everything's going to be fine. See, we told you we had this under control. Four weeks to flatten the inflation curve. Right.
1: Kind of what it reminds me of.
0: Right. Uh, So today's report, the Consumer Price Index, which is just fancy talk for saying the inflation number, it's 83 8.3 year over year. Now, let's break this down a little bit here, shall we? Uh, That means gas prices are up 13.5% year over year. Core consumer prices rose by 6.3% while real average hourly earnings fell 2.8%. So let's stop right there. You're telling me that real average hourly earnings fell 2.8%, but everything else is going up. I don't think that's grounds for a victory celebration at the People's House.
1: I'm telling you, I don't know about you. I mean, I know you and Crystal do the couponing thing, and you're heavy couponers. In fact, I ran into somebody at the Zionsville uh, Festival Parade uh, S- Saturday that came up to me, and she was like, "I follow Crystal Hammer everywhere. <laughs> I still don't know how she does it, but I'm learning. I'm trying." And I know you're saving money that way, but I, my wife and I, can see it in our bank accounts every time we go to the grocery. Every time, it's uh, the, the the receipts. were like, we do a double take. We're like, hold on, what? Even when you go out to eat, maybe a little cheaper than going to the uh, grocery, but uh, or maybe I'm sorry, a little bit more expensive than going to the grocery. But everything's more expensive, including gas. Oh no, hold on, gas is down a dollar fifty from when Joe Biden started taking care of things. Since he started putting the screws to the Saudis. Well, it's still, <laughs> it's, it's still about a sixty more than it was last year.
0: Right. You just totally pulled a Black Friday. You jacked up the price, and then you brought it down a little bit and said, you're welcome for the savings. <laughs> That's all that it is. For 17 straight months, one, seven, 17 months in a row under Joe Biden, inflation has outpaced Wages. Ever since Joe Biden passed the stimulus bills, and everybody was crapping snowballs about getting fourteen hundred dollars, I got my fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> look out! Ever since then, seventeen straight months, real wages have gone down, and everything else has gone up.
1: Yeah, uh, the uh, and let's not forget about the the, the debt forgiveness program. And how he said that's going to be, you know, everything's fine. You know, this is not going to add to inflation. Well, meanwhile, experts from the Democrats to the Republicans talking heads on CNN to Fox News all say that's going to add to inflation as well.
0: So, honestly, if you look at this number, 8.3, that's what is being reported Anybody that knows anything about economics is going to tell you, yeah, that number's probably substantially higher than that. And inflation would probably be double digits if Biden wasn't actively draining the strategic oil reserve to basically artificially reduce the right. price of oil. Yeah. So it's not as if he's making some wheels and deals like Joe Biden. Hey, I'm a wheeler and dealer. No. You're basically tapping the reserve to cover your own backside here because if you didn't, the inflation number would be probably at 10 at this point. Remember
1: remember when we didn't have to tap into the strategic petroleum reserves? Remember when we were energy independent? Remember when the previous administration's policies had us actually exporting oil? Had us at number one in the world in terms of exporting energy and oil products remember the good old days right before joe biden took pen to paper that executive order and uh signed it all away did did away with all the pipelines thousands of jobs but Uh, nigel the tweets were horrific the
0: tweets were so bad that we had to get rid of all of that progress now yes as stephen colbert would say i'm willing to pay a little bit more for a cleaner
1: conscience that's what we're dealing with right That's now. That's nice. A guy that makes $20 million a year, willing willing to do his <laughs> part. It's always that way with these people. Uh, Buddha judge, oh, go buy an electric car. Just look, you don't like the ga- high gas prices. Electric car. And by the way, if you live in California, don't plan on charging that <laughs> sucker between f- four and seven. Because the power grid's about to go out. They're
0: no-zone action days. You can't drive. Like around here, don't cut your grass and try not to fill up your gas tank. You know, make sure you wear pants. Out in California, for the love of God, don't drive. Don't do anything. Just stay home, Spin in the circle, and hide.
1: Imagine living in California. You're trying to do the right thing. You're environmentally conscious. And you uh, go out and you save your pennies. You buy an electric car, which, by the way, I don't even think it gets cars. I think they're pretty cool. But you do that, and then all of a sudden you're getting emergency alerts on your phone from the state <laughs> saying, please don't plug in your electric car from 3 to 7? Uh, okay, I thought you wanted to get rid of all the gas. but I mean, the, the best meme ever I've seen for a while when these blackouts are going on left and right in California is the guy that's charging his... Tesla with a gas Powered generator
0: (laughs) That's right I've seen that I think you were Gone the day we talked about the story Uh, I think it was in Virginia Where a couple guys that were driving A electric vehicle Ran out of juice and there happened to be Some coal miners from West Virginia (laughs) That were able to uh, Push him to safety get him some (laughs) juice and Make sure everything's going to be okay So those awful mean Horrible fracking coal miners of West Virginia Ugh. saving the day for the electric vehicle. And
1: meanwhile, you have R- Russia cutting off energy to uh, places in Europe, and they're turning around and going back to fossil fuels and back to fracking and back to nuclear energy. <laughs> Funny how that works. So again, the report is out. Uh, the
0: CPI soars by 8.3%. Grocery prices up 135 Real average hourly earnings falling and meanwhile there's a Nanny taking place at the <laughs>
1: white house today they're doing do dos and everything
0: right right joe biden you know they're propping him up there like weekend at bernie's and it's like the party in the movie where everybody's having a good time and then there's bernie sitting on the couch that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about today
1: the hammer and nigel show just think, they could be your co-workers. On 93 WIBC.
2: Yeah,
1: my name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. This is hilarious. You hear about this guy in Virginia that won the lottery and he was all excited. I mean, doing flips that he won $600. bucks. could not believe it. 600 bucks I mean, that's, is a big win. I'm sure, it's a big deal for anybody. Uh, and so he's all happy, walks into the lottery thing and, and hands it to him. And they look at him. They look at it. They look at him again. They look at the lottery. And they're like, you misread this, sir. You won $1 million. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Baby, <laughs> so you're happy already, thinking you've won six hundred bucks, and then they tell you it's a million dollars.
1: You just looked at it wrong, and so you imagine because I think you can still, at that point, go to where you cash it in at and get six hundred dollars, right? Right. I think six hundred's the limit, and each state's I mean, I different. Think, I think I think that's the way, but uh, I, I just imagine that scene in the movie The Jerk. with Steve Martin where, you know, he invented those glasses with the thing on the nose, right? Right. He gets his first royalty check and it's like, ooh... Uh, two thousand five hundred dollars. I am so
2: rich. Two thousand, <laughs>
1: and he's acting all cocky. He goes into the bank and gives it to the bank. Twenty five hundred dollars. It could be twenty five thousand. I'm not sure, but the, the, they look at again. They look at the check. Look at him. Look at the check again, sir. This is a check for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> and then his head spins around <laughs> all the way, like an owl. <laughs> that kind of reminds me.
0: What luck. so uh, Oh, man. I'm reading up on this guy. He decided to take the one-time cash payment of $760,000 uh,
1: before the taxes. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Everybody tells you to take the lump sum. I mean, I I guess I would, too. Seven hundred sixty grand, Right. Government took uh, a little over a quarter of it? I mean that's how it's going to be. I mean these people that win these big mega that's you know, or, or almost jackpots, half of it. I'm sorry, almost half. Wow.
0: The taxes come out basically half the more you win. So uh, no, take the money, man. Take the money right now. Uh, who knows? What if you keel over and kick it and you die the next day? And the lottery, depending I mean, on state to state, has some sort of rule that says,
1: hey, once you're gone, the payments are gone. I think s- seven hundred sixty grand is. That's I mean that's life changing. I, it's. I don't know that you'd be able to. Some people will be able to figure out a way to live off of it for the rest of their lives, right? But I mean, with sure. a guy like me, like with a mortgage and four, you know two kids and college coming up. I mean, it's. You know, I'd be able to get a new driveway maybe, and uh, and and put away a bunch for uh, college for the kiddos. Maybe a good vacation here too
0: I would double it by betting against the Cubs every single game. (laughs) And uh, who's retiring then? This guy right here. So that's good news, right? Uh, That was
1: really good news for that guy. You think you won a $600 lotto ticket? Boom, a million dollars. Here's the bad news. Dateline
0: Stowe, Massachusetts. The only Dunkin' Donuts in this city in Massachusetts has decided to close and move out of town. Oh, no. Now, This is one of my favorite things in the world. Take a listen to the TV report from WBZ News Radio.
2: The town of Stowe is a Dunkin' Desert. There is no more Dunkin' Donuts in Stowe. (laughs) Absolutely none. Those bastards. Up until this year, (laughs) they had two. Now they're both closed. Neighbors are handling it like you might expect. Yeah, it sucks.
3: There's nothing fun to do, and Dunkin' Donuts was the one place where everyone likes to go. Don't live in Stowe anymore. You think it's worth moving out because there's no Dunks? Yeah. Is this for real?
0: Yes. This woman named Elizabeth, who they interviewed, a young lady, uh, basically saying, you should move out. Don't live here because we're the one place in Massachusetts that doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts. In
2: there it. is no more Dunkin' Donuts in Stowe. Absolutely none. Those
0: bastards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those bastards. And I like how, the, I guess it's still called Dunkin' Donuts in, uh... In, in Massachusetts, right? Because I think the official name is Duncan.
0: I think it technically is Duncan, but I got the feeling that's a town in Massachusetts that doesn't really have time for your new name bullcrap. Absolutely none. Those bastards. <laughs> so, what's a better Dunkin' Donut story? That one from Stowe or the one from 2016 in a town, Shimokin, Pennsylvania? where there was an arson that took place and the Dunkin' Donuts burned to the ground.
4: The 13-year-old who admitted to setting the fire is currently at a juvenile detention center. Many people who live in Shimokan are upset that Dunkin' Donuts is closed.
5: I go there every day. I get a Chicken Baker croissant, or I get some coffee, powerade if I'm dehydrated. I sit there all the time. If I have any like legal work that I need to do, I go there. I meet with my attorneys there.
4: I'm gonna miss that place when it if it don't open up. Yeah, a lot of my friends go in there and
1: get the cold coffee. What is it with these places? The, oh, you tell me that's the only thing to do where you live is the Dunkin' Donuts? Hell, they don't even serve beer.
0: I'm telling you, we need to make a love connection here. We need to hook up the red-headed chick Elizabeth from Stowe, Massachusetts, and the guy with legal issues in uh, Shimokin. They need to go out on a date. I get a chicken baker croissant or I
5: get some coffee, Powerade if I'm dehydrated. I sit there all the time. If I have any, like, legal work that I need to do, I go there. I meet with my attorneys there.
3: Yeah, it sucks. There's nothing fun to do. And Dunkin' Donuts was the one place where everyone likes to go. Don't live in Stowe anymore. You think it's worth moving out because there's no Dunks? Yeah. Those
0: two need to get together. <laughs> I mean, we know they've got something in common already. They have to
1: get I, together. I love. I wish I was at a place in my life where my biggest problem was the local Dunkin' shut down. <laughs> that I'm living a really, really good life. If my only problem is I can't go meet my attorneys at Dunkin' Donuts to go over legal papers for my DUI. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Gotta
1: have it. The Hammer and Nigel Show. 93 WIPC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the drivehubler.com hotline.
0: Tommy Pickett is the rapid response director for the RNC, and he joins us now. Tommy, earlier today, there was a tweet that came out from the official Joe Biden handle that was basically saying they're going to have a party in the White House today. They're going to celebrate the signing of the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, by the way, inflation numbers are out today, and it's not good. Your thoughts?
3: Well, it shows how out of touch he really is, because inflation has not been reduced, as the name of that bill would suggest. In fact, it's accelerating. We had inflation at 8.3% this uh, from last year. And not only that, some of the prices that are rising are prices that every single American needs to pay. So the price of groceries has risen at the fastest pace since 1979. The price of electricity at the fastest pace since 1981. So every American going to a grocery store, every American needing to light up their homes, the 1.5 million Americans that have been forced to unretire because they can't afford the cost of living, none of those Americans are celebrating. So it shows how out of touch this White House is. To celebrate inflation reduction when inflation's actually skyrocketing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, m- most people, even talking heads on CNN, MSNBC, to Fox News and Newsmax, say the Inflation Reduction Act was actually is actually going to uh, make inflation worse.
3: And the majority of Americans agree. According yes. to a new poll, fifty-three yeah. percent of Americans say it's going to increase inflation. So, I mean, it's just no one's buying what this administration is selling. And I just laughed there, but it's actually really kind of scary when you think of how much they're just denying reality, how they're just bent to not help the millions of Americans that can't afford food, that cannot afford the cost of living, that cannot afford to find a place to live, can't afford rent. And this administration, instead of helping them, is actually throwing more money away, making the problem even worse, attacking American energy even more. It's a a real warning sign. And even Obama and Clinton economists are saying that today, saying the U.S. has a real inflation problem.
0: Tommy, you used the phrase majority of Americans a moment ago. Do you really think the majority of Americans understand how bad these numbers are? Because let's be honest. A lot of the media is in bed with the political left. It is what it is. We've known this for a long time. It's not a big surprise. But when folks who don't follow this stuff as closely as we all do, or maybe the folks listening to our radio program, if they go home tonight and they turn on ABC, CBS, NBC, are they going to see the numbers here? Are they going to see grocery prices up 13.5% and food prices at a 43-year high?
3: Well, it's always an uphill battle in terms of the legacy media. We, Like you just said, we've known that they're in the tank lots of times for Democrats. But what I will tell you— is the majority of Americans know that their financial situation is actively getting worse. According to a recent poll, 56 percent say it's actively getting worse, with something in the 20s saying it's getting better. I mean, it's a huge discrepancy in terms of Americans saying that they're actively losing money. Their paycheck is not going as far. And that's a reality that just cannot be denied. Uh, You cannot deny the reality that food prices are surging at the fastest pace since 1979. You can't deny that gas prices are 55 percent higher than when Joe Biden took office. Americans are paying those costs. They're seeing their savings depleted. So no matter what the legacy media might try to spin or what Biden might try to spin, we know for a fact that Americans are getting worse off and Americans are saying they're feeling that in their pocketbooks.
1: And, and you know what, Tommy, it's, it's so funny when you talk about Biden in the administration and using the word gaslighting. I'm immediately reminded of uh, last month, maybe it was the month before where I, we may have had you on where we were talking about the definition of recession. <laughs> and now it's you know it's whatever it's it's a fall in the economy in the GDP two successive quarters and uh, they completely gaslit us on that general definition it has been accepted for for uh, decades and decades and tried to move the goalposts there too.
3: It's the definition of recession. It's the definition of savings. They're trying to claim if you double the price of gas and then it comes down a bit, they're (laughs) saving money, which in no reality is that the case. It's it's the definition of zero inflation, which they claimed last month. They claimed the economy had zero inflation and that the inflation problem was solved last month. I mean there, there are so many ways this administration is just trying to deny reality, try to gaslight the American people. But I don't think the American people are buying it because they're seeing their wages fall. They're seeing those prices go up. And no matter what Biden tries to do, we can't change that reality because ultimately Americans are poorer than when he took office. That is a fact.
0: Tommy Piggott is the Rapid Response Director for the RNC, joining us here on The Hammer and Nigel Show. Tommy, you speak to a lot of groups around the country as your role at the RNC. Are Republicans in key races, are they going to hammer home these numbers here? Because the political left, they want to change it to abortion. They want to change it to everything else. But I think if you ask most people what's the most important thing, they're going to look at some of these numbers that came out today. They're paying 17% more for milk, 39.8% more for eggs. If they can find it, 12.6% more for baby food. Should Republicans in key races just absolutely Absolutely, campaign on these numbers.
3: One hundred percent, they should, and I think Republicans across the country are doing that. We're seeing that a lot in a lot of these races, and that message is resonating because again, it connects with the truth. I mean, Joe Biden is trying to gaslight, and Republicans just have the facts on their side, and not only just the facts that inflation is happening, but connecting that to Joe Biden's policies because Joe Biden's policies helped fuel this inflation. And that's not just, that's not me at the RNC saying that. That's liberal economists like Larry Summers and Jason Furman saying that Biden's wasteful spending, when he just wasted $1.9 trillion of our money, that contributed to this inflation problem. And instead of addressing that, instead of you know learning from his mistakes, Joe Biden's absolutely trying to make things worse. So it's about talking about these numbers, but also connecting that to Joe Biden and saying, we need a Republican Senate, a Republican House to put a check on this administration. It's the only way prices are going to get under control if we just stop his wasteful spending.
1: Tommy, I want to pivot here just a little bit and uh, rewind a couple of days to the 21st anniversary of 9 11. Uh, lots of memorials, uh, lots of people remembering. I mean, uh, every, you know, reading off the names, uh, several different uh, high profile events. And then you have uh, many Democrats, including Joe Biden, n- n- making speeches and trying to remind people about January 6 while talking about. Uh, the memory of nine eleven. Joe Biden said now we're moving forward now we have to worry about domestic terrorism now it's 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 blah 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 and I just I wonder if you noticed the same thing I did there was a trend with the left and trying to tie and uh, make comparisons to uh, uh, January 6th and nine eleven.
3: well I think it just shows that Joe Biden is a divider in chief he promised to campaign on unity but he has Done the exact opposite. I think the, the 20 years, uh, in terms of last year when he withdrew from Afghanistan, marked the 20 year anniversary of 9 yeah. 11 by abandoning Americans in Afghanistan, which I think he, he should not be let off the hook for, and we're not letting him off the hook here. Uh, he, he has never apologized for that, never apologized to the families. And I think their attempt, the Democrats' attempt to politicize uh, a remembrance that used to bring us together and remind us what it meant to be American, remind us about common threats that are threatening our freedom try to divide us instead of unite us shows how fundamentally joe biden has broken his promise and it's not just joe biden it's people like john fetterman in pennsylvania who held an abortion rally (laughs) on 9-11 which is just shocking to me uh and it it shows how far he's come from his promise
1: have we figured out exactly what a a semi-fascist extremist maga like a ultra maga republican is Does that mean I want lower taxes? I'm a MAGA Republican, an ultra MAGA. Like, I don't want my kids getting indoctrinated with some of this stuff in my schools. Does that make me ultra—have we come up with a definition yet? I'm just curious.
3: Well, according to Joe Biden and his administration, I think they're purposely keeping it as vague as possible to apply to (laughs) as many people as they want while also applying it to nobody because they don't want to actually be held accountable for dividing the American people. But if you actually listen to what they're saying when they're asked, they talk about taxes. They talk about pro-life Americans, and they say those people are semi fascist Those people are extreme. Creen Jean-Pierre in- implied that you're extreme <laughs> if you don't agree with the majority of Americans, whatever that means. I mean, so much flag for her that Biden actually has like a 39 percent approval rating. But putting that aside, I mean, it's, it's, they, they're not actually defining this uh, in order to apply to as many people as possible. But they've been clear with how they described it, that if you're a pro-life American, if you want to make sure your kids aren't indoctrinated, if you want lower taxes, if you don't agree with Biden's agenda – They view you as extreme. And that's incredibly dangerous rhetoric from this president.
0: Tommy, last thing here before we let you go. How much should we be paying attention to polling right now? Is polling something, you know, we're past Labor Day now. We're less than 60 days until the midterms. How important is polling or do we just kind of ignore it? And you look at that a little bit closer to go time here.
3: Well, generally how I look at specific polls is, the trend in which they're moving, if at all, you know, in terms of if they're moving a certain direction in some races or not others. But polling has often been wrong. Polling is not an exact science by any measure of the imagination. And we can think the last few cycles, polling has dramatically underscored Republican support in several key races, for example. So in my mind, when I look at polling, the only way that I really look at it is if it motivates me. If it says, that makes me need to work harder. And I know that's how we're looking at it here. We're saying, you know, pedal to the metal every single day. So if you look at polling, and uh, the only way to really look at it is say, we need to put as much work as possible, take nothing for granted, make sure they're leaving nothing on the table. So come election day, we're going to have a massive Republican victory.
0: Tommy Piggott, the Rapid Response Director of the RNC. Tommy, thank you so much for your time hey thanks for having me it's the hammer and nigel show
1: you set them up and i'll knock them back lloyd one by one we are going to read booze news because it's really fun once it hits your lips it's so good (laughs) and nigel presents booze news booze news yeah for booze, Hammer a new ranking for best beer towns has come out, and Chicago has taken the number one slot, followed by Portland, Oregon and Milwaukee.
0: Milwaukee comes in at three.
1: Yeah, you were just there. What did you think in terms of a quote-unquote beer town? The, 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 these people, the, it's called um... Uh, the beer lovers index home to go is is who did this ranking so it's, it's chicago followed by portland and milwaukee if you were to go to portland and get uh, punched in the face by antifa and get a nice uh nice craft beer <laughs> feel free then milwaukee go for the riot stay for the beer yeah so uh, quality of bars uh, how many breweries you have and beer prices are all a factor i couldn't imagine beer being cheap in chicago it's yeah,
0: not bad to. in Milwaukee, man, honestly, because we went to a couple uh, spots up and down the strip there, and uh, the prices are not bad. Here's what I noticed about Milwaukee. Yes, they've got the big breweries up there, but there's not as many like centralized bars in their strip downtown as I would have thought. And the ratio of hot chick to big fat dude is off the charts. (laughs) Like there's a lot of hot chicks in Milwaukee, like cute girls with their Packer jerseys and Brewer jerseys, (laughs) ponytail hanging out of the baseball hot chicks on game day. But then for every dude who is pretty average, there's a big, fat, slobbingly SOB. (laughs) Like, look at me right now. I'm a Milwaukee 9. I'm looking at you. (laughs) I'm a
2: Milwaukee
1: 9. Yeah, no, uh, of course, there's only 17 on the list. Indiana did not make the list of 17. And the, the thing is, I think we have some pretty good breweries here in this city. And I'm, there's one that's always popping up. I, there's so many I haven't been to that I'm dying to go to. Uh, I'm looking at the 20 best Indiana breweries and tap rooms, according to secondkitchen.com. It's got Deviant. I've always wanted... I had never been to Deviant there at 465 and 96th Street. Um, let's see. Yeah, man. Black Acre. A lot of these breweries have brought us beer. Black Acre. uh, Mashcraft would love to check that out would love to check out metazoa we've had metazoa there on college several times upland i mean there's so many i haven't been to here I, I don't know that it's oversaturated but uh but man every time you, you you visit one or one closes another one pops up for sure
0: right and we've had a couple folks from greenwood come in within the last month on Beer Sample Friday. So it's not just central Indianapolis. uh, You've got breweries popping up in, like, all the suburb areas, too. Uh, I think it was Hoosier Brewing Company that came in this past Friday and brought the libations for us. So, yeah, man, there are some good beer towns, Chicago. But you're right, it's expensive. Like, some places... The prices are just out of control. Vegas is another one. Like Vegas used to be the home of the yeah. cheap drink. As long as you're gambling, pumping that one arm bandit Dude. or playing some cards, they'd bring you a drink. Boy, those days are
1: done. Yeah, I could sit there and play keno. I remember in '99, me and a bunch of buddies went there and and play. We figured out we could play keno, watch the Pacers playoffs. As long as we were playing keno for a dollar or two uh, a game, they they were bringing us out free beer. Like it was water. Right. And not let it weigh anymore. I haven't been since two thousand eight, no. so I don't know. Even if
0: you're spending big bucks, like when I go to Vegas, if I'm putting five hundred bucks down at the sports book to make some sports bets, now they give you like drink tickets. It's like, no, wait a minute. I'm putting 500 bucks down here. Kidding. You should bring me all the Miller Lights that I want. It shouldn't be a big issue here. But they're so cheap out there
1: now, man. They nickel and dime you with the resort fees and a fee for everything. More beer facts from the survey from uh, the Beer Lovers Index. Biggest beer drinkers in the U.S., the state that consumes the most beer here in the United States per capita. Averaging about 24 gallons per adult, uh, you, uh, Vermont. Really? <laughs> I would have not had
0: Vermont's anywhere near the top of that list. I would have thought Texas it, and or it's Florida. It's also,
1: it's also the home to the most breweries per capita at 14.9. This is according to the U.S. Brewers Association. Now the state with the most craft beers, California, they produce the most craft beer, about, uh, 3.5 million barrels a year. Mississippi produces at least only twenty one thousand barrels of craft each year.
0: Was well, St. Louis on that list of beer towns? Because you would uh, think with the big Anheuser Busch brewery there, because everything in downtown St. Louis is about Anheuser Busch. And as much as I despise those no good rotten St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, uh,
1: I love the tour.
0: Yeah, man. it's you know, Busch Stadium and everything Bush yeah, related man. in downtown St. Louis. Now I want a beer. I wanted a donut earlier when we were talking about Duncan. Now I want a beer real bad. I think we can accommodate. It's the Hammer and Nigel
2: show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason
1: Hammer is here. News from your Indianapolis Colts. If you watch that game on Sunday, they tied the Houston Texans on the road. Uh, It was a 2020 tie. Maybe the Colts should have went for it there on a fourth down near the goal line. And just um, instead of going for it, maybe they should just kick that field goal. How do you feel about that? No no guarantee that uh, Rodrigo would have made it. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, instead of going for it there and running that, that, that wildcat formation... Uh, maybe they should just, you know, try not to get cute, kick that field goal. Or don't get cute and give it to
0: Jonathan Taylor you're right, you're right, and let him right. run behind yeah. your franchise guard. Or your center, who's a pro bowler?
1: so the blanket ship, the guy with the rec, the black goggles, the rec specs, right? right? Rodrigo Blank. The Lego he kid. Was, he was doing double duty. He was he was place kicking and he's also kicking off because uh, Sanchez, Rigo, Rigo Rigo Sanchez got injured. He's done for the season, right? I mean, yes. he tore AC. Yeah. Okay, so he got injured in, uh, and so uh, so he <laughs> when you kick when you kick it out of bounds. Uh, on the kickoff, you get like a huge penalty.
0: The ball comes out yeah. to the forty.
1: It, That's a the, big deal. Yeah, given the t- the team your uh, your competitor excellent field position to start. He did that twice in the second half, and then what missed, and then missed what could have been a huge game winner. Right,
0: a kick uh, that was inside end. of forty five yards, uh, a yeah. makeable kick that wasn't even close, and as a result, the Colts have released Rodrigo Blankenship. The Colts cut hot rod. Um, He is now out there for any other team to pick up. Who do they find now? I mean, is there somebody out there better than him? Well, they have brought in two guys, uh, two guys that have been here before, Chase McLaughlin and Lucas Haversick. Now, Lucas was in training camp this year and lost out to Rodrigo. McLaughlin was with us either last year or the year before. So they have both been signed and One of them is going to be on the practice team. One of them is going to be elevated to the kicker against the Jags this Sunday when they travel down to Jacksonville. But Rodrigo Blankenship, he has been released.
1: So Rigoberto Sanchez was the punter. Right. And he also did did kickoffs. He did the kicking off. He had a much stronger leg than Blankenship. So Blankenship's only duty was place kicking. Correct. Field, Field goals and extra points. That's it. And so they added kicking off to his list of duties was it too much for him they, they, i guess my question was for you hammer and we talked about this uh, a little bit yesterday with charlie clifford was it too much on his plate all of a sudden no the very rodrigo blanket like a, like a very um guy that's into a routine like, he, he has a routine that he goes through. He getting an NFL paycheck? <laughs> What's that?
0: Is he getting an NFL paycheck? What's it? Is he getting an
1: NFL paycheck? he was. Not anymore. Well, he was. So <laughs> I don't want to hear
0: about your routine. You find something that works. Everybody goes through a slump, and you got to find a slump buster. I thought that's what the Legos were for, nerd. I thought that's what the Legos were supposed to be. When you're stressed out, you play with your Legos. You decompress. You get out there, and you make some kicks. So listen, I don't know if these any these new guys they're bringing in are going to be any better. I would have liked to seen uh, Badgley come back from last year, Money Badger, Michael Badgley, oh, yeah. but uh, they brought back a couple other guys, and one of them will be elevated to the kicker against the Jags this upcoming Sunday. I got some local uh, news here: uh, Ashley Richardson's killer will serve 60 years in prison. The sentencing was yesterday. Now, if you're not familiar with who Ashley Richardson was, she was beaten very viciously by her boyfriend. He beat her and attacked her with a hammer. And he was arrested. And, of course, because it's Marion County, he got a sweetheart plea deal, slap on the wrist, a GPS monitor on his you know, foot, and then he goes out a week later, After having the monitor on, he goes out a week later and viciously kills Ashley Richardson. And it feels like, unfortunately, we've told this story over and over about GPS bracelets and how it's not stopping anybody here in Marion County. Uh, So the sentencing was yesterday. He will serve 60 years in prison. The court records are showing that it was only a week a week that went by in between his release into the wild and the murder of Ashley Richardson. So the Marion County Justice System did absolutely no favors to the family of Ashley, and that's an absolute shame. All right, let's take a look big picture. Let's take a look at what's happening nationally. Let's check in with wheelin' dealin', hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs.
4: If I'm elected, we're going to cure cancer.
0: The president has a big dick. So in addition to the awful inflation numbers that came out today, uh, there was another Ron Burgundy moment for Joe Biden. Now, take a listen to this. At the end of this speech that Joe Biden's giving, you're going to hear him read the phrase, end of quote, that's clearly on the teleprompter. see? because there are new life-saving knowledge to be gained
4: that must be used for progress of all people, end of quote.
0: (laughs) 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 That's
1: not the first time he's done something like that.
0: If you're not sure why we call this a Ron Burgundy moment, (laughs) this was the scene in Anchorman where somebody wrote a question mark at the end of Ron (laughs) Burgundy's teleprompter.
1: (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy?
5: <laughs>
6: Damn
0: it. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. And you're 100% right, Nige. <laughs> if that sounds familiar, of quote. Joe Biden has done this before. A lot of innovation. Because of the actions we've taken, things
4: have begun to change. End of quote, in the past three weeks. <laughs>
1: that was a quicker one. It was. I was like, it was like he tried to hide it almost.
0: Because they probably wrote yeah. it like really small <laughs> on the prompter, yeah. thinking there's no way this dummy is going to read, end of quote. End of quote. Uh, but still, the gold standard for Biden's Ron Burgundy moments is. When we got not only an end of quote, but we hit the two-team parlay when he reads, <laughs> repeat the line. That the percentage
4: of women who registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> we
2: have a question mark on the teleprompter. For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, oh. Burgundy will read. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> Repeat the line. (laughs) Can I hear that beginning one more time, please?
4: That the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the
1: line. <laughs> repeat the line. He could have stopped it in the quote, but he did it twice in a row. <laughs> you would have thought at after he said in the quote Oh, yeah, no 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 no, that's not part of it. In the line. <laughs> but repeat the line. Walk off stage. Yeah.
0: We've seen that's this up. time and time again. It just goes to show you this guy is your president he's the most powerful man in the country and he can't read off a prompter. It's like somebody's senile old grandpa. You know
1: that that intro that we had where he said, uh, "I'm going to cure cancer." He's still talking about curing cancer with the, now with the mRNA vaccines, with the COVID vaccines, with that technology. You see him yesterday talking about how, yeah, look, we're we're going to prevent cancer with the vaccines. <laughs> well, maybe it'll prevent okay. something. Hey, yeah, it's not doing very well here uh, with COVID. No, no. <laughs> Emma and Nigel presents is. it depends
5: upon what the meaning of the word is yeah.
1: is this anything W-I-C. W-I-C. hammer how do we play is this anything I will run a couple different stories by you
0: you will break down all of the information and tell us the answer is this story anything or not easy enough is this anything a guy in Australia, on video, calling out a couple that's having gross Australian relations in the backseat of a bus. Listen, brother, you don't f*** on the bus, mate. I don't care if you're f***ing homeless, don't f*** on the bus, I don't care if you've got autism. That doesn't mean on the bus. Get the f*** off and go f*** in the park or something. Have some respect for yourself, you
2: chatty
1: Is that anything? That is something because I love how the guy's excuse. The guy had two excuses. I'm homeless and I'm autistic. (laughs) Gotta play that again because the because the the gentleman, the Australian guy, was yelling at. I don't care if you got autism. Get off the bus. Get control of yourself. Listen, brother. You don't on the bus, mate. I don't care if you're homeless. Don't on the bus. I don't care if you got autism.
0: Get the <laughs> <car from> there, <laughs> in the park or something. Have
2: some <laughs> respect for yourself, you
1: <laughs> Chatty. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean you could wait. Look, if you're homeless, you could go anywhere. Right, yeah, you, you can do it outside in, a, in the park. Right, underneath a tree, uh, behind a porta potty, anywhere. You don't need to be on a bus where other people can see. How did you put it? Gross Australian sex. Gross <laughs> Australian sex. <laughs> Do they do it different down under? Is yeah. that so gross? Or, it's, I mean, there's I boomerangs assume, involved. There's a kangaroo. It's yeah, pretty gross. If mean, as as the guy's homeless, then whatever you're looking at is going to be pretty gross true yeah I, remember it was a couple of years ago when the
0: homeless was really bad on monument circle like they were setting up camps here with like oh, tents and stuff H- yeah,
1: hilbert circle yeah yeah there's sure they love that
0: a couple of bums doing the hibbity-dibbity under the hilbert you, circle theater did you witness that yes you did yes and like the police were called and that's when like seriously there were tents and it was out of control I'm
1: sorry. I'm disappointed that you didn't break out the phone and get that on video. Oh, I was driving. Oh, okay. I thought you were walking around.
0: <laughs> no, I was driving. And, How could uh, you?
1: I mean, could you see movement? Was it out in the, did they have a blanket over them or was it, uh, well, there was a missionary? blanket on the ground? Yeah. Blanket on the ground. Okay, and well, then there yeah. were other
0: people standing around. <laughs> like the homeless folks that were getting down and
1: dirty here, they didn't care that they were being watched. So it was like the scene in Boogie Nights where William H. Macy's wife is in the driveway. With the guy on top of her pumping away and there's people just circling around like eating hot dogs and having
0: cocktails. But it's different from Boogie Nights because those folks had a house to go home to afterwards. (laughs) These folks were under the awning of the Hilbert Circle Theater.
1: Yeah, I am I'm, I'm thinking the uh the management at Hilbert Circle Theater probably had to break out the uh, power washer yeah. after that, right? You Do don't... you like go out there with like a spray bottle like when like <laughs> dogs are doing it you spray, Hey, Mate. hey, hey, you, hey, knock that off. You call you call the fire department and have them bring the fire hose down oh. and start just dousing it. I, yeah. I would have brought the fire department down while they were still in mid coitus. <laughs> That's how you stop that party. For those of you that had coitus on your
0: hammer and Nigel shell bingo card, check that right off. Check that right off. A Canadian couples wedding band has been returned after it was lost in a channel 17 years ago. The second
1: wedding band story we've had here.
0: Here he is talking about how amazing it is to get the ring back near their 20th wedding anniversary.
1: It feels like a
5: surprise from God that it came back. Honestly, honestly, I was just completely blown away. It was just one of those crazy things you'd never expect in a million years. 20 years ago, we were just these kids they got married and we we were so in love and here we are 20 years later it doesn't feel like 20 years later our kids are almost grown up out of the house and it's just this amazing thing to this this sort of a symbol of reconnection for us the two of us as we're entering this new stage of our
4: lives you know
1: how you uh go about not losing your wedding ring a foolproof way never to lose your wedding ring when you're married, how's that? You don't wear it. I
0: thought you were going to say you don't take it off.
1: You completely
0: ran a misdirection on me right there. I, I bought the play fake and you went the
1: other direction. I, I, just, I don't wear the thing unless, you know, my wife will make me wear it if, if I go out with my buddies one night and we go to watch a football game or something. Of course, I'm going to wear it then. But if, yeah, you know, I'd never wear it to work. I I'd never wear it when I'm out with my family. You don't know what, you know, I hate jewelry. Have you ever seen me? I barely wear a watch. It messes with. You like, barely, and I wear remember, pants. I, I barely wear pants. I barely wear pants. Any any sort of <laughs> denim at all this has been you know uh, but i remember the first time i told you that i didn't wear my wedding ring and you were blown away by that yeah that's like so bizarre were, to me you thought it was v- very weird
0: yeah yeah i mean like, like wedding rings are yeah, like it's a what, symbol i understand it's a symbol of your yeah. love and your commitment absolutely. and absolutely
1: it's also really expensive i thought you'd want to get your money's worth mine wasn't that like i didn't spend a lot of money we spent more for hers i just went does I, she I, wear one yeah Yeah. So you're the only a hole that does. (laughs) I told you if I'm going out. If I'm going out like, like on a, like a three-day weekend with the buddies, of course I'm wearing my wedding ring. Yes. Okay. yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But if you're going to like a work function where there's well, going to be booze oh, and like uh, yeah, all the hot I'd chicks from the digital department, mean, you're fine.
1: <laughs> Dude, look at me. You think I'm going to get hit on by any 20-year-old <laughs> any in the digital department? I'm not really worried about that either. Quite frankly, neither is my wife, which says a lot because she's, she's not that upset that I don't wear it. Last one, is this anything? <laughs> a
0: video is going viral of a bear crashing a two-year-old's birthday party oh. and eating all of his cupcakes in Connecticut. Connecticut? Here's what some of the uh, oh. family captured when the bear made their way to the son's party.
3: Oh, my God. Wow. That's a big bear. He looks kind of old. Oh, my, oh my Let's God. Let's get
6: everybody
3: in the house. Let's get everybody in the house. Wow. Bear uh, crashing Cyrus's
1: second birthday. Uh, is Connecticut a, a, a place where they've got a problem with bears invading birthday parties? I mean, there is mountain like, chained all up and down the East Coast, the Appalachians.
0: So I, I guess, like little black
1: bears, I would imagine. Where were the other guys that we always play that used? to, Where were they to shoo away the bear? Hey,
0: get! Oh, wait a minute. What I'm hearing is you're wanting great moments and shooing away yes. bear history. Yes. No food for you.
5: No
0: food
6: for you, bear. Bear, no. Bear. Bear, no. Go. Thank you. Go, baby. Go. Get. Oh, my Lord. Bear. Go, go, go. Bear. No. Get, get, get going. Get, get going.
0: Get. Get going. Go. Go. And, of course, the number one (laughs) seed. If you're doing a March Madness-style bracket Uh of all the people who have had to shoo away a bear before, this guy is the number one seed.
2: (laughs) Ah! (laughs) and it worked great moments (laughs) and shooing away a bear history
1: it's the hammer and nigel show you're listening to the hammer and nigel show on 93 wibc My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here with a very special guest on the Drivehubler.com hotline. Oh, look
0: who the cat has dragged in. No stranger to the WIBC audience. He's a host. He's a friend. He's a writer. He's a correspondent. He is. He is a correspondent of the Hammer and Nigel show. (laughs) Nobody breaks down the economy better than Naptown Bri, Brian Baker. How are you? Brian.
6: I, I am fantastic, guys. And yes, I, I don't know if you heard the news or not, but indeed. WIBC's accounting department finally fixed the glitch.
0: <laughs> oh. If you don't laugh, you'll cry.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. But you're still around, man. You're still going to be around. And uh, there's there's nobody I'd, I'd love to have co-hosting with me if somebody's out. And uh, you're an economic guru as well. So we like to come to you from time to time and, and, and get the uh, dirty details on what's going on with this country and the economy.
6: Well, I'm glad that you did. And boy, was it a, a nasty day today, huh? So, this tweet comes out
0: you know, a pre scheduled tweet, clearly, from the Biden presidency, the blue check mark Joe Biden account. They're having a big grab ass celebration at the White House today <laughs> to talk about all the success that the Inflation Reduction <clears throat> Act has had. Oh, by the way, the numbers are in, and inflation is up once again, Brian.
6: Yeah, and let's talk, uh, first of all, guys, because I'm so angry today, and uh, it's almost hard to know where to start. But let's start with President Dipstick, because he came out today and is is pounding his chest saying that, yes, Dipstick, uh, (laughs) saying that he was, uh, uh, you know, that the numbers, uh, inflation, if you look at it month over month, it's up uh, 0.1% food prices meanwhile keep in mind guys are at levels we haven't seen since 1979 so what's even though we've had uh, gas prices come down about 10% due to the reserve the strategic petroleum reserve releases uh food prices are still skyrocketing so quickly that uh inflation is is on the rise but they come out and Biden says well this shows that we're continuing to make progress in the fight against inflation well wait a minute sir didn't you just tell us last month didn't uh, the, the White House get together and claim That inflation was flat because instead (laughs) of looking at the year-over-year, they looked at month-over-month, and it was flat. So, okay, hey, you know, we got it. Well wait a minute. Then if that same logic applies then doesn't that mean we're losing the battle sir and that inflation reduction act guys as we've all talked about before it has nothing to do with the reducing inflation it's a stimulus act in effect it's a climate bill.
1: What are we in a recession? Hammer and I kind of got into an argument about this yesterday. I go, well, I don't I mean I don't know the, the I mean the technical definition is a recession but they kind of changed the the definition up on us. Where are we at in terms of recession in this country right now?
6: Yeah, we're in a technical recession, but it's nothing compared to what I think we're going to see over the next six months, guys. Oh, wow. Uh, what what? what this means say, and the reason that you're seeing markets tank is that the federal reserve even though they were going to be aggressive and it was anticipated we were going to see a, a rate hike of about three quarters of a point they're probably going to go a full percentage point higher now because it's obvious they're losing the battle against inflation um but you take a look at some of these major companies and look at goldman sachs goldman sachs is having major layoffs right now. So that tells you exactly what's coming down the road for the economy and what's going to be happening for the financial markets if they're already starting to lay people off. And, you know, also keep in mind that one of the reasons the gas prices have come down is because we have drawn down the strategic petroleum reserve at a rate that is unprecedented that is not going to continue it's going to to stop i think we're looking at uh, end of october sometime in november when that starts so we're going to see a spike yet again and follow me on this because i was thinking about this on the drive home today i thought okay you know the biden administration and democrats see trump supporters as such a threat to the country they see us as a bigger threat than china or Russia yeah. and what have been their efforts to go after and and undermine confidence and and keep Trump from getting back into the game where he might run for re-election and take candidates that are, are pushing pro-Trump policies. What if they've been so aggressive with that, with, hey, we're going to draw down a strategic petroleum reserve going to make everybody feel like things are great about uh, gasoline. We're going to undermine confidence in uh, organizations and, and branches of government that, like the FBI. And uh, we're putting uh, individuals because of the student loan forgiveness. Yeah, now we've got uh, all these uh, college students that are on our side. And so hopefully we're going to get a little bit of a bump going into the election. And in the process of doing that we've become economically much more vulnerable guys you think our enemies are paying attention and looking at this and realizing gosh they're systematically dismantling everything that we can utilize to defend ourselves if god forbid we got into a crisis situation with one of our adversaries this is really scary and and to go back
0: to the question of whether or not it's a technical recession or not, because they keep changing the definitions. For me, maybe I don't need the official White House definition, but I <laughs> see food prices at a 43-year high. I see real wages that for 17 straight months, ever since Biden and his good time party boys started passing out all of these refund checks to everybody, real wages have not been able to keep up with the inflation. When you look at all this kind of stuff, you can tell me it's not a t- technical recession all you want, but my bank account, paying for more goods at the grocery store, more for gas, more for everything, tells me we're in trouble here.
6: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the full impact of some of these stimulus measures that they have pushed through, you know, you've got the CHIPS Act, you've got the Inflation Reduction Act, which is the exact opposite. But again, six months down the road, guys, I think we're going to be in a whole lot more pain because as as a result of this, the Federal Reserve will have to get more aggressive in what they're doing to try and control inflation. And, And in effect, the federal government is fighting the Federal Reserve. Every time that our quote-unquote leaders in Washington pass through these bills that are designed to, to stimulate uh, you know, uh, green energy and, and supposed to bring costs down, all that does is just throw fuel on the fire, well, then the only tool that the Federal Reserve has is to hike rates. And uh, Jerome Powell has made it very clear, he's the Federal Reserve chairman, he has made it very clear that... Given the choice between, uh, you know, controlling uh, the level of unemployment or controlling inflation, they're choosing to go after inflation. And he's in effect, he said blatantly that there's going to be pain for American families and for the economy. So think about this if the Federal Reserve is actually successful in getting inflation under control, that means that they will have wrecked the economy. And so, yeah, you're going to see more layoffs. You're going to continue to see food prices right now going up. And who cares about wage growth going up, you know, what, 0.2 percent? Because think about this, guys, that doesn't do anything to help retirees. And that is a huge proportion of the U.S. population. So they're on fixed incomes. What are they doing right now? You know, I mean, they have to go into protection mode because there's nowhere to put their money. They're dealing with rising food costs. They're dealing with rising fuel costs. And, you know, gasoline prices, you think those are bad. If you look at it year over year, natural gas prices are actually even higher than they were a year ago versus gasoline. And we're going right into winter. So, yeah, this is bad. And, I mean, I don't want to just completely, uh, you know, have everybody in, in a terror mode, but I think it's going to be pretty painful for the next 6 to 12 months, and definitely by the the first quarter of next year. It won't be a technical recession. It'll be the real deal, and, you know, I just i I hope that people can hang in there, because if you look at debt levels, debts are going up, consumer credit card is going up, people are dipping into savings. This is really hard, and in order to, to really get us back to a level playing field, it's going to have to be a lot of pain involved guys and i don't know how people are going to manage to make it through that because my gosh it's not like we haven't taken our hits already
1: it's the breakdown with brian baker got a couple minutes left here you lived in out out in california for a long time did you ever experience rolling blackouts in california (laughs) Yes, I did. Um, they, they, and, they've been uh, going through that for 20 years. They haven't been able to f- be, figure it out over there. I think it's comical whenever I hear Gavin Newsom talk about running for president in 2024. I'm like, this dude can't even keep the power on in California. They can't get water to its citizens. And this guy's. Talking about running for president, one of my favorite memes is seeing a gas-powered generator plugged into a Tesla. Uh, so just to, can you speak a little bit about what's going on in California? They want to get rid of the manufacturing of brand new uh, gas-powered vehicles by 2035, yeah. and and it's just it's it's crazy what's going on over there. And they like it. I mean, the vote the voters are voting for it.
6: Well, you know, I think part of the problem, guys, is that there are just so many people out there that – well, really across the U.S. that are very ignorant, and they will vote their ideology. And that's one thing that California is really good at is you know, they have these big grand dreams for a a green economy and and how they want things to work with social programs. And so they will pass these laws and this legislation because they want to be the leaders on that stuff without ever taking care of the practical side of having the actual foundation and the infrastructure to do these things. So, you know, the electric cars, that's a perfect example. Here they are. They come out. They tell everybody, you know, what is it, like a 20 – is it 2035? Yeah. yeah. Is it even that far off? Yeah, you can they can't sell uh, gas-powered cars anymore. They're getting rid of the uh, the small gas-powered engines. And then the very next day they're telling people, don't charge your cars between <laughs> a certain hour because they can't handle it on the grid. Oh, you know, wow. Stuff like that. And it's one of the reasons that we left L.A. is I just got sick of it. And, you know, when you're in it, you 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 almost get like this, uh, you know, th- this mindset like, OK, well, yeah, but but uh, the weather's so great here and it is. It's a beautiful state. You know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to live there, especially if you're young and single and you have a little bit of money. But it's become impossible for anyone that is middle class to survive out there. And really, isn't that becoming the case across the United yep. States? So, you know, as California goes, so goes the rest of the country, they say. But, yeah, it, it's old. Uh, uh, Governor Dippity do, yeah, I, I would love to see him going up against uh, somebody like Ron DeSantis. Can you imagine? Oh, and real quickly, one piece of good news for the listeners: I just heard this morning that the uh, Democratic Governors Association is pulling money out of Georgia because there's no chance that Stacey Abrams can beat uh, Governor oh, Kemp. So really, a victory?
0: Yes. Wow, uh, that's that's
6: a big story, Brian. The, so you heard this earlier today. Yeah, and uh, you know the polling shows that Kemp's ahead by about uh, eight eight uh, percent, but. If you, um, you know, if you consider that the polling is probably much better, and much more accurate with the Democratic uh, Governors Association. So they're actually taking money out of Georgia. And I think they're redirecting it to Arizona because they feel like the candidates there are a little bit more vulnerable. And it doesn't right. matter That's to Stacey
1: Abrams thing. anyway, because she still thinks she is governor of uh, Georgia. Right. It so doesn't <laughs> make a difference either way.
0: <laughs> Brian Baker, Naptown Bry, you are the best, my friend. We'll do it again soon.
6: Thanks, guys. appreciate
0: you having me on the hammer and nigel show and we've got some legal stuff crime
1: punishment judges legal stuff Uh, it's a well-oiled machine in here today Nigel. uh and we went along with brian baker so uh this is going to be a a quick one i do think it's interesting how uh, mainstream media and journalists in general have been uh, spouting off for the past couple of years that uh, their lives are threatened because of MAGA Republicans and from the rhetoric of the right and uh, the FBI, you should not, uh, you know, the FBI is under fire because of Donald Trump and his his spewing of, uh, you know, you're questioning the election, you're questioning everything, you're, you know, FBI has been weaponized, blah, 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 blah. And then quietly under the radar, nobody's really talked about a Democrat politician that myrtled Uh, Murdered a journalist in Vegas. It's gotten some attention. I've seen a story on CNN here and there, but you never really see the specifics of what this guy's political affiliation is, and I'm wondering why.
0: Hmm. Well, if he's in Las Vegas, chances are he's probably a left-leaning Democrat.
1: Yeah, he's a Democrat politician, uh, a public administrator that was denied bail. He was arrested, charged with the stabbing death of this guy Jeff German, uh, a journalist for the Las Vegas Review who'd been who'd been kind of probing this guy's alleged misconduct in office. So <laughs> again, you know, it's it's the Republicans, it's the MAGA crowd that's doing all this damage, that are threatening lives, that are sending out death threats, and meanwhile, you have a Democrat politician murdering a journalist for looking into his background and oh by
0: the way he's still getting paid and he's still in office even as he sits in prison for murder he's still getting taxpayer paycheck and he's technically still in office as he sits in prison top stories of the day that is coming up next this is the hammer and nigel show
2: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC.
4: So
6: let's rock it. And certainly when we look over the past year and a half, a big challenge for
5: labor has been that wages have not been keeping pace with inflation.
1: Yeah, Which means, okay, so you got a 5% uh, increase in your uh, paycheck, but inflation's skyrocketing way past that. It's a wash. It doesn't matter. You're still losing money or at least you're not making any more money.
0: Ask anybody that's gone to the grocery store in the last 17 months if they feel like the economy is in the right
1: direction. That was uh, CNBC economist Tyler Goodspeed there on, on wages not keeping up with inflation, which means you have a lot less money in your pockets. You and I both.
0: And things cost so much more. And you're right. Even if you do get a small raise at your place of employment, I got news for you. If eggs are going up, if the cost of everything else is going up, gas and travel and literally everything... You're not uh, feeling the fruits of your labor, right? You're not getting a raise. You're still losing money. I mean, remember when the
1: uh, last month, when the White House was doing cartwheels and high fiving and, and grab ass and and partying over the zero percent inflation last month? Month
0: to month, right? <laughs> remember that? Not overall, because no. Joe Biden thought it was overall.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. It's like we didn't have any inflation. There's they've. It's a very there's a pattern with the Biden administration celebrating, uh, spiking the football uh, when there's really no good news to be had.
0: And this brings us to the uh, CPI report that came out today, the Consumer Price Index. It is up to 83 Compared to the previous month, we're up. Now, the projections were that things were supposed to go in the other direction mm-hmm. starting this month. You were going to see a decline in inflation.
1: It was flat last month, and then we're starting to see it go down. Well, not exactly. Not quite. And the, the stock market just tanked today. Oh, Dang. it fell
0: 800 points early on. When the news broke that this CPI report was going to be a total turd, the market (laughs) just absolutely bottomed out. Now, grocery prices, they're up 13.5%. Core consumer prices rose by 6.3%. Here's Fox Business's Stuart Varney.
5: Six percent, six point three percent, as the core rate. That's pretty high, right? Because it's food and energy that's really volatile. That's what's been pushing the inflation sure. rate up. Now, if you take food and energy out, and you've still got six percent
1: inflation, that means that you've got inflation at that level, six, seven percent, for a long time to come. Not good news. Oh, well, what are you complaining about? You got a two dollar an hour wa- uh, wage increase. Wages are up. What are you, uh, what are you whining about?
0: Well, are they really when everything else is going up from grocery prices to travel to gasoline Mm. to pretty much every facet of your day-to-day life?
1: You mean when the Biden administration brags about wage increases going (laughs) up? It's not really uh, what it appears.
0: The same day that this report came out, they put out a tweet calling for a celebration at the White House. (laughs) This is earlier today from the verified Twitter account of Joe Biden. Quote, Exactly four weeks ago, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. So today, we're celebrating. Tune in at 3 p.m. as I deliver remarks and welcome the leaders and advocates who made this happen to the people's house. So what the hell are we celebrating? Food prices being at a 43-year high? We're supposed to run around and uh, throw confetti in the air because of that? This is ridiculous. Real average hourly earnings fell 2.8%. So that means when you compare everything else going on, your real average hourly earnings fell 2.8%. Consumer prices have been at or above 5% for 16 straight months, which means real wages have been negative for 17 straight months. Do you know what happened 17 months ago, Nige? That was the mm. free money pass out known as the stimulus
1: plan. Oh, yeah. That a bunch of Republicans voted for, too.
0: Bunch of Republicans oh. voted for that. You get $1,400. You get $1,400. And ever since then, real hourly wages <laughs> right down the toilet. Is that including the,
1: uh, what does Rob call him, the... the sp- The Duke of Spendingburg. The Spending of Dukeburg or whatever his name is.
0: That would be the Duke of Spendingburg, and that would be Todd Young. Young, Young. Absolutely. Um, Biden, without a doubt, is the pay cut president. The same money, if you're somebody that's making about the same as you did a year ago, look me in the eye and tell me that your money is going just as far. Because I have serious doubts that it's not. Um, This is CNBC's Rick Centelli.
6: The thing that really bothers me with regard to inflation is everybody here on this panel agreed months ago that one of the reasons inflation was high was all the government spending. And after we agreed on that, what did the government do? They spent more student loans, uh, welfare in terms of the CHIPS Act. Seems like nothing is sinking in. These numbers aren't better than expected, and maybe they should be, and maybe ultimately they're going to start to go back up again because we continue to go back to that well of debt and spending. So, the number is eight
0: point three percent, and I'm telling you that's the number that's being reported to all of us. That number is probably substantially higher and If Joe Biden didn't dip into the strategic oil reserve to artificially reduce the price of oil, you're looking at ten percent at the very least right here
1: and when you say reduce the price and the, you go, know, well, they look the prices are down like $1.40 a buck forty gallon from where they were a few months ago they're still up a buck 50 a year ago right you can't say we're saving on gas <laughs> when the price of gas skyrockets and it comes down like a dollar a dollar 40 right and then we're supposed to thank you for it you don't jack up the
0: rates <laughs> yeah. and then lower it down just a little bit <laughs> and say you're welcome <laughs> that's not how this works that's not how any of this works hey yay And where are all the green (laughs) energy people yelling at Joe Biden here? The green dream people, as Pelosi called them. You got (laughs) Joe sacrificing American energy security in this desperate attempt to lower the prices to keep the inflation under 10 percent. Because if that number gets to 10, and let's be honest, it's probably really pretty close to that anyway. Man, that's going to be death knell in the midterms absolute death knell now you can talk about abortion all you want until you're blue in the face but when people are paying the type of money they're paying now for groceries and gas and day to day living expenses it doesn't matter what your woke cause is i believe it was the wu-tang clan that said and i quote cash rules everything around me it's about the money the dollar dollar bills uh and you mentioned this earlier nige this was your commander-in-chief Last month. Actually, I just want to say a number: zero. Today, we
4: received news that our economy had zero percent inflation.
0: Well, maybe month yeah. to month it was a push, but don't sit there and say there's zero percent inflation <laughs>
1: because <laughs> it's eight point three percent. Now, is it at eight point? So that's the number right now: eight point three. Is it eight point two? Eight point three like, percent. Okay. Yeah
0: so we're going the wrong direction here i was told the american inflation reduction act was going to oh i don't know reduce inflation but shockingly and i say this totally tongue-in-cheek it didn't work who could have seen that coming now, this is the uh, reaction they had when the numbers came down from Fox Business earlier today.
4: 8.3 percent is the year-over-year year number, 8.3 percent. If you strip out the core, it is 6.3 percent. Again, coming in hotter than expected and hotter than a lot of economists and a lot of people on this panel thought it was going to come in, to be clear here. Again, the expectation, 8.1 percent, 8.3 percent was the headline number, as uh, as is the month-to-month number. We were looking for that to fall. To be clear, everybody, to fall, it came in at 0.1%, and then the core coming in at 0.6%. All of these are hotter than expected, everybody.
0: I'm going to rattle off some of the things that are up. Now, I know we have to hit a break here, but I think this is important. Month over month here, year over year. Uh, Let's start with year over year. Gas is up 25.6%. Electricity is up 15.8%. Meat, poultry, and fish up almost nine. Eggs up 39.8%. Baby food, for those who can find it, uh, up 12.6%. Milk is up 17%. And airline fares, I know more people are traveling, but 33.4%. All of those things are up, but your real average hourly earnings are down.
1: 2.8%. 2.8%. Wait, what? Hold on. I'm told I was talking about, I heard about a wage increase. <laughs> oh, Nigel, you and oh. your drugs.
5: I think I'm going to go to the restroom and take a big joke. <laughs> Why don't you talk in the microphone?
2: Please welcome our friend and my friend, Bob Zaney. A lot
5: of those health studies, they say eating an apple a day can make breathing easier. Tell that to the pig at the luau. Oh, really? Let's get right to it. Hillary Clinton's campaign manager has not ruled out a woman-woman ticket. He said we'll
1: actually start with a broad list. With comedian Bob Zadie, exclusively on The Hammer and Nigel Show, 93 WIPC. Yeah. Let's go! Let's go to the com hotline and bring on Bob Zadie, comedian extraordinaire. Bob, is now a good time? It's a wonderful time because you're here. Well, I just, I didn't, I, if you want to make small talk, we can certainly do that. No, 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 no. I got a small talk uh, vaccine. So I <laughs> Oh!
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
5: It's, uh. it's, not like, it's not like the COVID-19 uh, vaccine okay. where you actually you get COVID.
1: Yeah. Right? It's the small talk vaccine. Uh, so uh, yeah. you are uh, close to Central Indy coming up later this week. Before we get to your uh, take on the news here with the Aureli factor, where are you going to be?
5: I'm going to be in Lafayette Thursday night, uh, which is exciting, at the Lafayette Theater, and then Friday night. I'm going to be at the Pixie Theater in Edinburgh, and then in Kokomo at Green Acres. And guess who's producing it? The guy's name is Doug Arnold. He's opening for me in all the shows too. So Arnold at Green Acres hired me.
0: You know what? I get that reference because, damn it, I grew up watching Green Acres on the old Channel Four here in Indianapolis as a kid. I no love idea. it. Love God, it. I,
5: you know, I miss old Channel Four. And as you know, I've got my Dry Bar comedy special, and then yes. I have a. My website, Not, and you can do the belly up to the dry bar contest where you can pick the date and time and it hits 5 million views, which we're getting very close.
1: Millions and, you know, and millions of prospects. people have watched that special, Bob, and uh, yeah. it is hilarious. So, All right, it's should good.
5: we do an O'Reilly factor? Why not? First up, Democratic <laughs> governor uh, for Texas nominee Beto O'Rourke. Cleaned off his campaign schedule because of an unspecific bacteria infection. Mm-hmm. Now, according to a spokesperson, this is one of the trade offs of getting in touch with your feminine side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some Summer's Eve will clear that right up. Right. Right here. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe a good old monkeypox <laughs> vaccination couldn't hurt you.
5: <laughs> oh, really? And I know you guys covered this. Uh, former Soviet Union President Mikhail Gorbachev passed away at the age of 91. Now, according to his doctors, he's been in declining health and just finally hit a wall.
0: (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. I got it. Oh, really? Wall, sure.
5: Oh, really? (laughs) And, uh, you know, you guys, did you have the heat wave hit you guys? Because it hit bad out here in Vegas and, and California. Sure, yeah, of course. Well, infamous Death Valley has set a new record of 127 degrees. Now, officials say it was so hot... How hot, how hot was, was it? It's so funny you guys should ask. I'll tell you how hot it was. They said if you could afford an egg, you could fry it on the sidewalk.
0: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> to
5: afford it first.
0: <laughs> right, right.
5: It's uh, Perfect right. timing with the numbers out today. It's very expensive yeah, to go to the
1: grocery these days. Bob.
5: It's a twist on the old joke with the inflation chaser. <laughs> inflation, inflation chaser. A sad note: uh, mm. the White House pastry chef for uh, five presidents has passed away at the age of seventy-eight. Oh, man. A sad end, President Biden said. Hey, he's younger than me.
0: <laughs> well, that's it's a different turn than where I thought we were going there. But yes, that's. Well, that's
5: oh really? Oh really, really?
2: Really? really? That?
0: That's what Biden said. Really? Yeah. Hey,
5: New York, New York. Uh, the city's running a public service announcement on how to survive a nuclear attack. The ads have replaced the PSA: on How to survive a ride on the subway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think both could be uh, needed. Uh, yes.
5: Yeah. This is exciting news in sports. Uh, swimmer Leah Thompson has been nominated NCAA Woman of the Year, and according to her spokesperson, if she doesn't win, she'll blame it on being a biological man. <laughs> oh, really? That's jazzing uh... <laughs> out. Hey, in France, two minutes that they uh, gave their dog monkeypox, just reaffirming my theory. Like COVID nineteen, it was started in a lab.
6: <laughs> oh. Really?
0: <laughs> and there you have it, gentlemen. There the he is, factor.
5: You know, since we've been doing this, Bill's back on the radio. So he how is. About
1: that? He's coming on our show in a couple weeks. He's got a new book out.
5: Well, you should tell him about the O'Reilly Factor, and then he'll never do the show again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we want you to keep calling back, man. Where is the? Okay. Uh, tell us about the shows one more time. Uh,
5: Lafayette Theater, Thursday night. Uh, Friday night, Pixie Theater in Edinburgh, uh, Indiana. It's it's down south, I guess, from you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Big uh,
5: outlet mall there, Bob. Yeah, well, I, I'll go over and pick something up for you from the Gap.
0: There you go. <laughs> I like it.
5: And then Kokomo. Kokomo's kind of a private show. Uh, it's already, I think, sold out. But what the hell, I'm going to mention Kokomo because I like saying Kokomo.
1: And then the, uh, and then the special? Where can people find that? The special?
5: It's easy. Just uh, Google Just go to bobsanny.net. I fixed it where you can click over to everything. And you know kind of a cool thing I have on my website now, too, is my acting reel. So you can see some past acting I've done over the years. Of course. So
1: you were in uh, Joe Dirt. And then well, you played the clip. Yeah, I played the clip. So That's was part of your intro. And then you were in a very, uh, a very big movie with Matt Damon. Yes, The
5: Informant. And I just had to turn down the movie. Paul Rodriguez asked me to be in it, but I was working. So,
1: go figure. I'd turn down a movie too to go perform in Kokomo if I were you, Bob. Great. Well, decision. who wouldn't?
5: <laughs> the scales of justice spoke again. Until next week, I won't be on.
6: This is Bob Zaney, baby. Oh really? The oh really
1: factor. The, the lab. It's <laughs> created in a lab. That was probably the best one. I, he probably should have closed with that one. That was kind of like a joke grenade. You yeah. tell it, you oh, wait yeah. a few seconds, <laughs> yeah, and then kapow! <laughs> comedy explosion.
6: Um,
0: We got Tuesdays with Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony right. Katz is coming up next. Uh, So stick around for that. We got a lot to get to. We'll talk some inflation. Oh, yeah. uh, the Wonderful. left comparing January 6th to 9-11. All of that is on the way. But first, let's break down and have a look at the news
1: you're listening to the hammer and nigel show Hey Tony, hey, tony. Hey. pretty
2: boy tony it's tuesday
1: with tony Cat on the
5: hammer and nigel show uh,
1: don't want to keep tony waiting My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here hooking up live with Tony Katz for Tuesdays with Tony. Get to some of those inflation numbers here in just a second, how the president is trying to spin it. First, uh, over the weekend, the 21st anniversary of 9-11, and uh, noticed a lot of Democrats, including Joe Biden, including Hillary Clinton, including various senators, trying to make some sort of uh, tie-in 9-11 and comparing it to January 6th. I thought that was gross and despicable. There's no comparison uh, what do you
2: think well you you you, you said it but i i, I agree I mean, there's nothing there, there's nothing else left to say. Uh, I, I don't expect anything else from low-rent people uh, who uh, want to manufacture something uh, that that wasn't. Um, January 6th was a riot. Uh, there were riots throughout Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland and Indianapolis. Riots are never good. A riot at the Capitol is certainly uh, never uh, good. Uh, September 11th. Uh, by the way, I don't even know why it was a big deal. Well, some people did something. Isn't that what yeah. the... Democratic Party is telling us through Ilhan Omar that right. it was just it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a big deal uh, we we live in unfortunately some radicalness of upside down some people who need to be political at all moments of the day as opposed to being able to compartmentalize they think January 6th was a problem because of this September 11th was this there there are different things they don't have to get compared and the people who want to compare them are awful people I, I think that's enough
0: Tony, you know as well as we do, sometimes in the political world, A lot of what you see and hear is theater. You're going to hear people say things that they probably don't even believe in, but it's good for the party, it's good for politics. Do you really believe there are this many people, mainly on the Democratic side here, that think 9-11 and January 6th are indeed close to being the same
2: thing? If you decide to call half the country fascists and terrorists, well, then why wouldn't they think it's the same? It was terrorists who attacked us. It was terrorists who were involved in January 6th. Terrorist equals terrorist, and that's the way they go about it. Uh, the the wordplay that we're seeing uh, is purposeful to dehumanize people who disagree with you. Remember, I wasn't there on January 6th. You weren't there on January 6th. But they consider us people who are fascists and worthy of dehumanization. And if you're not human, then anything can happen to you, and it has to happen because we have to save democracy or something. And it's not like you're human anyway so whatever we do is totally cool these kinds of tactics are the tactics that destroy people destroy lives destroy humanity that's the side they're on because their ideology has overtaken their humanity this is actually where the fight is and, and have you come up with the definition
1: yet of ultra extreme? MAGA Republicans or semi fascist? Have you come up with a definition or or proof or data as to how, uh, you, you know, what is exactly a threat to democracy and what
2: that means? No. And I'm not about to try and figure out what it is Joe Biden's talking about. Let him go grab an ice cream cone and come back and tell me.
0: I believe ultra-maga is if you're a Trump voter and you're carrying around a Red Bull. I believe that's what the definition Uh, is. That's what they're going for. Keep up.
2: I'm not about to try.
0: <laughs> uh, Tony Katz is with us. It's Tuesdays with Tony. Uh, so Joe Biden puts out this tweet from the official account. The blue check mark. The whole deal. Today's going to be day of celebration. We're celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, by the way, the numbers came out and inflation is up. Tony, your thoughts?
2: Uh, inflation is up 0.1 percent overall, with the core up 0.6 percent. They were expecting inflation to go down. They referred to this as red hot, and they referred to this on MSNBC, that if you are anybody in America, including in the White House, these numbers are not good, and they're not. They're just absolutely miserable. When you consider you take out uh, food and energy, how high you are in in medical, how high you are in housing, uh, this is everything that we've been talking about so many of us on this station discussing the problems that we are dealing with not the the the, the fantasy that the the Biden administration wants to tell us is you had uh, the treasury secretary Janet Yellen telling us that household balance sheets were strong just 3 months ago what do we know now more people are utilizing their credit cards than ever the buy now pay later services are being utilized to buy food and credit card companies have increased their interest rates by a point and a half over the last two months. That's not sound balance sheets for the homes. Everything they have said about the economy is a lie. We're not going to mince words on what it is a lie. Maybe they got it wrong. No, they lied. Joe Biden just yesterday told us that his policies brought down oil prices, gas prices by (laughs) a a, a buck 30 uh, since since the height. We're still a buck 50 over where we were when Donald Trump was president. And none of this engages the fact, as Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, discusses, that even though OPEC says they're going to produce less, Saudi Arabia is producing more oil. So we have more oil on the market, which means it's Saudi Arabia that solved Joe Biden's problem. We still, with all of that downward pressure on gas prices, we still aren't able to defeat the upward pressure of everything else in our lives. And the Biden administration wants to tell you that things are great. These are low lies being told to the American people. America gets it. I only hope they vote accordingly in November.
0: And the thing is, when you go home tonight and you turn on any one of the national news networks, uh, aside from Fox, probably, or somebody else, you're going to hear about January 6th. The January 6th committee, they're back. They've got subpoenas. They're talking about some of these ancillary players in Trump's inner circle. I'm willing to bet dollars to donuts. You're going to hear a lot more about that than this awful report that shows for 17 straight months, ever since Joe Biden's administration, started passing out uh, checks, the numbers in this country have gone the wrong direction. And I think that's a big part of the problem here. There's a lot of people in this country that if you don't follow this stuff as closely, Tony, as we all do, and maybe the folks listening to our programs, you just turn on the news, you're going to think it's not that big of a deal if you don't hear a lot about it.
2: Um, well, I mean that's that's purposeful. You you know that, and that's why you saw the the first reporting uh, from from a lot of news organizations. Inflation is cooling. You, does, no one, does no one freaking read anymore? Just take five minutes, take a breath to read a report. You'd be like, oh, oh, that sucks. And you realize not cooling at, at, at all. But the objective is to try and say, look at those low gas prices. Look at what Joe Biden has done for us. We're going to keep doing it for you because our job is to work for you, the American people. Uh, blah, 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 blah.
1: Let's talk about the uh, economy here. It's uh, in Indiana locally. Uh, we're, it's Tuesdays with Tony tony katz here on the hammer nigel show i heard your interview with gary dick earlier this morning and it was fascinating it was great and especially when you guys were talking about uh, the the prospect of businesses leaving not being able to attract talent to this state because of the roe v wade decision and the abortion restrictions here in indiana but has there really been any data to to show that that's the case
2: Yeah, so I had the conversation with with Gary yesterday. It was part of the conversation, and we've discussed it in the past, uh, this idea that you have business owners who say uh, that they aren't able to get qualified employees because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade and Indiana's decisions on abortion restrictions. Uh, I argue that this conversation, whether it comes from Dave Ricks of Lilly, or whether it's Tom Leinbarger uh, of of Cummins, um, there's no data behind this. This is what they say. None of this is is reality. One or two people have been able to engage. You've heard uh, IU talk about anecdotally they haven't had some doctors come. I want to know how many doctors. I want to know how many doctors did not move to Indiana for jobs based solely and exclusively on abortion regulations in the state. And I haven't seen a single data point. I believe that the people engaging this conversation are engaging something that is a talking point, not fact. They couldn't prove it if they tried. And they've never asked themselves, are you telling me that the only good qualified applicants are the people who believe in abortion on demand up to and including the moment of birth and maybe a couple weeks afterwards? Like do you have to be in the infanticide world in order to get quality people? (laughs) Are there no pro-life people like, wait a second, you people are a bunch of murderous freaks. I don't think I want to work in the state of Indiana. That doesn't happen the other side, but if you give us data then we can discuss it honestly and rationally. They don't ever give data. They don't want to share data. They just want to say things like this, gin up a base, and it's gross.
0: You have two big shows tomorrow. What can we look forward to, Tony?
2: Oh, the hell if I know. <laughs> uh, look, I-, I think we have to discuss the fact that Jim Brainerd is not running for another term as mayor of Carmel. Uh, and and a, a new world on the horizon for, for Carmel, Indiana, we will we will see uh, maybe maybe whether or not uh, Mayor Brainerd was uh, was doing things in a perfect way, or maybe they could have been better. There's going to be a lot a lot of interesting moves that take place in Carmel.
0: I've got three words: Mayor Tony Katz. Nope. There it is. Mayor I Tony said I'm
2: not Katz. Doing it. Come on! All right, already said that I, that I'm not uh, doing it um, because I love myself too much. I'll be your. I could be your chief of staff.
0: Right, and I'll write oh. all the nasty hit pieces against your opponents. I'll even make stuff up, Tony. Right. Come on, because the way to it, the way
2: to uh, you know adhere yourself to the people is to have a chief of staff in Carmel from Zionsville.
0: <laughs> Don't take this away from us, Tony. Come on, make a run at this thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it away from you right now.
0: He's on social media at Tony. Cats, Facebook, Toady Cats Radio. TK, thank you. Take care, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.